heavy metal the way it was meant to be.
Welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem, and that's how we kick off this week's show. Some Staten Island native cities with Cruel C off the Annihilation Absolute record from way back in 1985. T. Yo, how you doing, buddy? What's going on there? Not much. Same old, same old. I hear you. I hear you. I'm stuffed from last night, I can tell you that. Yeah, it was a good meal, huh? Yeah, I ate the, ate the leftovers for breakfast, lunch, and I'll have it again for late dinner tonight. Oh, my own. Plenty of leftovers. Uh, very good food over there. Yeah. Not great gonna, service, but... <laughs> not great service, but good food. But you know what? That's like a grumpy old Italian waiter, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's part of the ambiance. <laughs> I guess part of the ambiance, yeah. Yeah. So, but the wife, the wife was smart to swoop in and save the day because... We wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have lasted there that much longer. No, I'm only kidding. No, nah, it was all right. You expect stuff like that. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, he's usually the very good. He's usually very like um, uh, spacey, you know. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But was right. he was a little arrogant yesterday, you know. I'm it happens. It happens. He really likes Alice, you know. Yeah, well, maybe we were snapping at her too, so. Yeah, maybe she was there because she was there with somebody. Maybe he was jealous. It could be. <laughs> it could be. You never know. But good so, food. We got a great show tonight. That's going on in the mess of the world. Uh, You know, not much of anything, but we got Russell Allen tonight from Symphony X. The interview was recorded earlier, as well as the one with Veronica Friedman from Benedictum. I did them both earlier, so they're pre-recorded. So I apologize to anybody who might want to uh, call in and talk to them. Not that I would answer the phone line anyway, because every time I do, it's some lunatic calling in. Yeah, it's some asshole. I mean, (laughs) you know. Uh, 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 Yeah. So but, I stopped um, even taking calls unless it's somebody's number that I know, and that's only you and Alex. So, <laughs> yeah. so when I when I saw the uh, lineup, you know, last week I started doing some a little of my own uh, research, and I really like that band Benedictum. Yeah, that new record Dominion, which yeah, actually comes wow. out today in Europe. Mm. Uh, it's just being released today, uh, so it's kind of uh, you know good that we got the interview on uh, with her tonight. Powerful. Really good band. I think they're Powerful. like you know very underrated. They they kind of flew under the radar the last few years, but. I think now with uh, Frontier Records, uh, now that they're on Frontier Records, uh, Dustin, who uh, does a lot of PR for them, he really pushes their, his band, so I think something might come out of it with these guys this time. So. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, so they're two funky interviews. You know, uh, <laughs> Russell had his kid with him during the interview, so he was crying through a lot in the beginning. Oh. And uh, we had some stalker on the line with Veronica. <laughs> she was breathing heavy, but I cut most of it out. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you probably won't even hear it because I cut it out. Maybe a little bit in the middle, but right, I left right. another phone. I left another line connected. That's what happened. Uh-huh. So, not bad. <laughs> so, that's what we got lined up today. Good show for you. How about we go on a one more song? I'm going to go use a little boy's room and uh, do a little tinkle over there. There's a band called Mad Hunter. It uh, features uh, Phil Grasso from Steel Assassin. Uh, when the band was broken up, you know, in the, in the 90s, he put this group together. And uh, he did the vocals and the bass playing. Two albums, like a 97 and one in 99. Uh, some really good stuff over here. We talked about it when I had him on the show a few years back, and maybe one day he'll put something back together again. And then, no, it was only a three-piece band. Maybe get the other two guys again or two more guys and put out a new record. But he's pretty busy with Steel Assassin these days, which is good, too. So if you want to hear something he did uh, in the meantime, here you go. This is Mad Hunter. The song is called Gypsy Sniper. <laughs>
Vegas or Mad Hunter with Gypsy Sniper. Great band. Uh, a lot different from the, the Steel Assassin stuff, but I really enjoy that album. So uh, go yeah. and check it out. That was off the Sounds of the Lambs record. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to get all our segments out of the way quick tonight, one after the other. Uh-huh. That way we can get right into some music and the interviews. We've got two of them tonight, so I'm not going to get as much music on, but I'll do my best. And maybe when we come back after this song, we'll talk a little bit about Rock Home. They announced the lineup last week. I don't know if you saw it yet. It looks kind of crappy. Nah, not really. Not that anything's different, but uh, we'll do one more song, and then we'll get into that. So how about we do our Calls Metal pick of the week from uh, callsmetal.com, the best source of New Jersey metal anywhere. You can check it out, callsmetal.com. That's call with a K. The links are up on all my sites also. Uh, I used to check out the music before Call sent it to me to make sure it fits the format, but you can't go wrong with anything he picks out, so I don't even look at it no more. We'll just put it on. I'll hear it for the first time with everybody else. So let me see the little note call sent me this week. This week's featured metal track is Rock Hot and Burn Out by Philadelphia area band Wastoid from 2002's, oh, it's a relatively new band, Say Your Prayers. Or it could be an old band. I never heard of them. Wastoid, you ever heard of them? No. No, neither. Say Your Prayers. Bad name, great band. Wastoid had a very classic sound and put on a fantastic live show. They had left and right-handed guitarists who would cross the instrument at the high point of a song and play each other's frets. Unfortunately, the band vanished sometime around 2005. i got to look up some more stuff on this band, because uh, i never heard of them. I'm not sure if they're a newer band or an older band, but if Carl picked it out, you can't go wrong. So here's Wastoid, Rock Hot, and Burn Out.
was pretty good. Wasted. I just looked up some stuff on the band. They came out around the mid '90s. They put two records out in the early 2000s before disappearing, and that brings back a lot of uh, '80s sound to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So uh, I know he said in his letter that he said that they kind of fell off the radar, but I like to find out where those guys are at. These are the bands I like to have on the show. Bands that you know yeah, people have forgotten that. about over the years. Cool. I like that, huh? Okay, well, let me see what we got here. We have a demolition segment, but first we'll do a little, uh, we'll talk about Rock of Home, because that's like the only real, uh, I know Rock in America was out for a little while, but then that kind of, uh, they stopped doing it. They said they weren't making any money. And they, I saw on, the, on Facebook, they were asking people, if, you know, what yeah. bands would they recommend, you know, would they come and see? But people always say, I want to see this band and that band. They still don't go anyway most of the time, no matter what bands they pick out, you know? Yeah. But Rock of Home started out as, uh, it featured mostly hair metal bands from the eighties when it when it right. first came out a few years back. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I think like uh I think it was last year, the year before that, it's probably the year before that, they just they realized they weren't making any money either. The the crowd was starting to dwindle year after year because you know, how many of these hair metal bands can you say? I mean, if yeah. you if you look on the internet today, I mean I give them credit, they're the only ones that really promote themselves anymore. Sure. I mean, they're always promoting and they're always putting stuff out there, but it's the same five or six bands. Yeah. Great white, you know, uh, it's always the same groups all the time, and I just think it got kind of, you know, kind of wards welcome out, and people just didn't want to go anymore. Yeah, it's still watered down, yeah. Yeah, so this year for Rocklahoma, they got Motley Crue headlining, not too bad, but then the rest of the bands are Stained, Saving Abel, Skillet, Siva, Papa Roach, Sick Puppies, Drowning Pool, you know, a lot of the, the the alternative metal bands, I guess they call them. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I don't even know what they call them anymore. I never heard of any of the rest of them at all. I mean, mm. either the local bands or, I mean, Asker I heard of. Uh, they're a really good band. Uh, who else is on there? Black Label Society. Texas Hippie Coalition. We had Big Dad Rich on the show. There you go, all right. Uh, but really, and Whitesnake is on there, too. But that Motley Crue and Whitesnake are about the only throwbacks to the 80s, really. Yeah. They got Sebastian Bach on there. If you don't know what you're going to get with that guy. You know, it's going to be country, uh, western, or... Or rock. He's, he just signed the Frontier Records also, multi-album deal. So Frontier, you know, they, they push their artists like, you know, the rock. So I guess he's going to get back into some of the rock. But I don't know. This is like a awfully crappy lineup to sit through all day long with these shitty bands, especially if you're like an 80s metalhead. Yeah. You know, sit through 20 bands one day just to get the Motley Crue or 20 bands another day just to get the White Snake. I mean, you can catch these bands anywhere else on tour. I mean, what do you think? It's kind of weird, you know. I mean, you got to have the right person that's into, you know, sitting around and waiting, you know. And uh, somebody like us, you know, the wave of British heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not going to trek out there, you know. I mean, it's good for, like, I guess for the people out there that like that type of stuff. And what is it, in Arkansas or something, Oklahoma? Uh, you know what? I don't, well, it's got to be Oklahoma if it's Oklahoma. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma. But there are there are ones all over. I mean, there are different ones, you know. But there were similar ones, yeah. I, it's like you said, you know, we want to see the bands from the 80s that we grew up on. I mean, you know, I know there are a lot of people our age that like a lot of the newer stuff. I mean, I'm not one of them particularly. I know you're not crazy about a lot of the newer stuff also. Yeah. But the newer stuff is what the younger kids are going to see, and they're the ones that are going to sit there for 10, 12 hours because they've got that kind of stamina today. We don't, we, I mean, really, we don't have it. Yeah. So they got to kind of appease them, and then just keep the festival based on you know all that type of music. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I, I know like you know even when you have like when Ozzy goes out on tour, he always takes a couple of the younger bands from like from the new era of you know rocking because they're actually drawn in the crowd. I mean Ozzy, like, you could probably fill the stadium on his own, but they don't even take that chance anymore. They just bring in like the younger bands that are 
you know, are kind of on the cusp of breaking really big, hoping that they'll bring in a younger audience to them. But, you know, there's not a lot of uh, 20-year-old kids that are into Ozzy, you know what I'm saying? It's true, true that. You know, there is a big resurgence in the 80s stuff, you know, and uh, kids like like Alex, he, he found a lot of the older bands, and he loves it, but he's like the exception to the rule. Most of the kids aren't like that. They prefer, like, you know, the newer bands. And I understand that. It's just the way we were, you know, listening to, you know, our parents' stuff. We didn't want to listen to that either, you know. So we need a good festival here. I don't know. For some reason, they always seem to work over in Europe. I just don't get it. Like, you can go, like, to the Download Festival, and they'll mix all kinds of music together, yeah. and it's packed for, like, the whole three days. I mean, I don't, I don't know why it works over in Europe, but it just doesn't work here. I mean, maybe because it's people like us who say it doesn't want to work here because we don't like it. I don't know. But I mean, if you had, if if you had, you know, you know, the, another thing is with the weather too. You know, in New York, it's hard to have an outdoor type thing. You know, with the weather in New York. Yeah, yeah, we have to be in the summertime, and it always manages when I have an outdoor show. It, it always rains. That's what happens. You know what? In New York, <laughs> as big as we are here, <laughs> people still want to go. People still want to go. You think yeah, like, it's no, just it, too much to go. You know, to sit around for. Seven bands, you know, and then just for one band that you like. I mean, you know, even the younger people, I don't, I don't see them get getting into it that much, you know. Well, most of them don't go because they don't have the money. I mean, you know, well, that's another thing were, too. If it was in New money. York, if it was in New York, it wouldn't be forty, fifty dollars. No, it'd be one hundred and seventy-five dollars, you know. Exactly. Uh, and that'd be like you know for the back tickets, you know, and. Uh-huh. Uh, where the hell is going to go? I mean, even regular shows now, 40 50 bucks. I know. You know, and what did you pay you gotta... the last time we uh, saw I Main a couple of years back? You paid like yeah. almost $75, $80 for the ticket? Yeah. And then, you, then you know, the service charges get tacked on there and all the fees and yeah. you got a 100 buck ticket. Then the band cancels, you lose some of that money because they don't refund half the money to you for the fees. Right, right. They're just giving you the ticket money. Yeah. Back. Thank you. So, what you know, it's like getting I don't know. a ticket from a scalper, you know, and yeah. then returning it to the box office. Uh huh. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's a good idea. Give me a break. Yeah, well, you know what? The record industry is in turmoil, you know, with the downloads, and I don't think the concert industry is going to be too far behind if they don't figure out a better plan of, you know, putting on shows or promoting them. Like Reese was just saying in the chat room about Raven. Did you go see Raven a week or two ago? And I was like, I didn't even know about it after it was over. I remember last year her mentioning something about it, but I thought she might have said March. I wasn't sure, you know, because it was a long time ago. I mean, yeah. We got the info from, from Reese, so we kind of knew. But five months later, you know, I'm not going to remember. And no advertisement, no promotion, not only by by the band, but not even by the club. Yeah, true, true that. And, you know, plus, you have these shows during the week, which is really hard. I mean, you know, I work nights, so I can't go at night. You work during the day. For you to come home at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning to get up four hours later and yeah. drag your ass all day just to see one band at a club, I mean, it's it's not easy. Yeah. So it's it's a rough thing out there. It's a rough thing out there. But you know what? Let me get on our demolition segment. Get that out of the way. Okay. Get on one or two more songs. We'll start this uh, interview with Russell Allen from Symphony X and Alan Land. Okay. Uh, it was pre-recorded earlier because he's uh, actually on the road right now, so we had to get it over before they took off. So, our demolition segment tonight is by a band called Bitches Sin out of London. Killer band. They had like a roller coaster lineup, man. These guys had about two, three dozen people in the band over the years. Okay. They're active again today, which is good. They've put out some great records. And I can never pronounce the name of the last one that came out in 2008. It was like, Voodoo Voodoo Doo. Yeah, it's definitely a tongue twister. And with the Brooklyn accent, it's even worse. But you know, <laughs> I think the only two guys that have really been the constant in this band were the, were the guitar players, which were brothers, uh, Pete Toomey and Ian Toomey. 
And uh, they had a lot of albums out over the years. We're going to go back to, I, I think it was 1979 and 1980 this demo came out. Okay. It was called 12 Pounds of No Kinks. And believe it or not, this one sounds actually pretty good. It's a little low, but it, you know, it's coming off a cassette from 30 years ago pretty much. Sure. But you can download it right now. Compared to some of the other ones, the quality is not too bad for something this old. So we'll get on the song called Down the Road.
All right, that was Cacophony. We've been talking about Jason back in the last few weeks. I think I get a song out by him. Yeah. Also yeah. featured Molly Friedman. You know, a lot of shredding in there, but some good stuff. Really off the wall shit on that. Yeah, I know yeah, you appreciate that. The first song, who was that by? I didn't, I didn't write it down. That was Bitches saying that's down the road. Yeah, that kind of had like a new wave of British heavy metal sound. Oh, yeah, well, they've been around since the late 70s. Uh, you know, they're still together today, but uh, that was our demolition segment download, and that was the band's first demo. So you can head over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot and download yourself a copy of that. It's available right now. So how about we head into this interview I did with uh, Russell Allen from Symphony X, mm-hmm. Emily earlier, and... Uh, Gotta forgive me for some of the, the his kid was crying in the beginning a little bit. You know, I tried to make light of it, but it actually did get a little annoying. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, sit back and enjoy, and uh, we'll go right to some Symphony X right after that. Okay. What's up? How you doing, buddy? How are you? Good, man. It's a hectic morning. My son just giving me a hard time today. <laughs> I, I could imagine. <laughs> I, don't know I know. You can hear him back there. Hold on a second. That's okay. It's no oh. problem. Uh, we all go through it. Yeah, come here, little man. All right. What? All right. You gonna sit with me and be a good boy? All right. If I hold him, he's fine. You know. That's good, right? Yeah. Plus, I'm sure he's cooped up in the house if he's here on the east coast. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, he's a little guy. He's only seven months, but. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Thanks, man. So I, so, I gotta okay. tell you, I, I've been a big fan of yours going back from the beginning with Symphony X. And you guys Thanks. have just managed to, like, in the 90s when, when the music scene was rough, you guys were just banging out album after album, keeping it alive for everybody else. Yeah. And that must have been a rough thing back then. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> to go from, uh, you know, to go to Japan or whatever and have all the, those accolades and, and hear, not even, couldn't even get a gig, man, you know, just couldn't even get a show, you know. So it's just like, it was tough. I know, but, and, and you know, it's yeah. come full circle again now in a way, so that's got to be good yeah. because people are finally going to take notice of, of the great yeah. music you've been putting out for the last decade. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm, I'm very very happy with what's going on here and how we've had uh, a lot of success in, in the 2000s and stuff, so, you know, it kind of all started with uh, Gigantor, really, here, you know. Yeah, we're going out with Mr. Chain. Yeah, Megadeth and Dream Theater and Fear Factory and all those guys and uh, and uh, and we. All right, Jack. All right, what? What? You want to be rock star too? No, <laughs> no way. Not for you, mm. kid. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was tough, man. You know, getting started here was was a, a big deal because you know, like I was telling him before, it's like trying to, you know, I'm, uh, I was saying to my, I was saying to. Some some guys the other night, you know, my best friends, like, growing up as kids and shit, they were, like, uh, you know, busting my balls and stuff. So they got me a T-shirt. Said, I'm famous in Europe with Dave Hasselhoff on the picture, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, and having, you know, it's not only, like, the professional thing with the music industry or whatever. We couldn't, you know, nothing was going on. But, like, you see your friends and family, they just don't get it, you know? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you got to see us in Europe, man. We're on these festival stages and they don't care, you know. I'm back yeah. here. I'm just another schmuck shoveling snow, you know. <laughs> I know, and it's it's a shame too that we've come to that in this country. I mean, I'm hoping that it changes. Maybe the younger kids will start, you know, uh, getting into it a little bit more. To, you know, to keep up where yeah. we're starting to slack off. But it's they are, man. They really are. I mean, I, I'm really proud of uh, of this next generation, and and uh, and I'm just honored to be uh, to be received by them and stuff because our fan base here is really young and. And I'm really, really proud of that. You know, they really want good music. They want, 
uh, you know, metal has made a big comeback, and you know, uh, I just think it's great. I just hope it continues uh, for everyone's sake, not just us, or you know. Oh, but definitely. I think I think it's way better than, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not knocking the '90s stuff or, you know, Alice in Chains and bands like, you know, some of them bands I really loved, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I mean, as a whole, it just, you know, it just really. The message kind of got lost a little bit on everybody, you know. It, you know, we weren't supposed to abandon everything. We were supposed to go back to what was great, like Sabbath, and you know. Yeah, the classics. Not, sure. Yeah, not totally abandoned metal. You know, that was that's the only thing I didn't like. But you know, now it's made a comeback. It's real strong. There's so many flavors now, man. All these different spinoffs of from hardcore and metal, even us, progressive metal, whatever you want to call yeah. us. You know. So it's killer, you know. I mean, uh, it's really been. Uh, been a wild ride definitely and i'm glad that the younger kids today actually appreciate you know quality metal not just the death growl and the vocals the listening to people like you that can really sing guys who can play guitar solos and structured songs just not that yeah. two-minute blast of noise so uh, that you see these young kids today walking around with t-shirts on you're like wow this is this is fantastic you know and like they don't even know the other stuff it seems right yeah and that's and a good thing but 2010 was a real busy year for you. I mean, besides appearing on, like, you know, almost every album that came out, uh, you know, you were in Star One, Avanstasia, Revamp, uh, you were all over the place. And then the Alan Land, uh, the third album, I know it came out in Europe last year. We're going to get it here, I think, uh, a week or two, yeah. or next week, or this week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I sang on it over a year ago, you know? I mean, uh, wow. But, but, like, it's just, you know, the way they do these releases, I, I don't, that's their business, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because I've been working on Symphony X and stuff for the past year, so so I had done that when I I uh, wasn't doing anything. And same with the Avantasia too. I sang that also around the same time, you know, just around the holidays last year, something like that. So yeah, and of course, you know, doing the song for Revamp was just uh, I just, you know, for a friend, so I just you know laid down a quick track. It didn't even take me an hour, a couple hours, you know. So but. But uh, I like to keep keep it going, keep working, especially when we have such long breaks, you know, between records and stuff. And uh, it's just something that uh, keeps me in it, you know, and keeps me focused on my my music and keeps my craft going and keeps me working, keeps me writing. And uh, and I always learn something new every time I do it, so I'm able to bring that into my next thing, you know, whether it's the band or something else I'm I'm into or you know, so. What do you what? Well, you don't like it. You don't want me to. What do you want me to do? You want me to do a baby baby rock record? Is that what it is? <laughs> it's too early in the morning, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, a Mike. Let me get this dude settled here. Go right ahead. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Here, just. I'm sorry, bro. I just. Gotta... Ah, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Hey, I go through it too. <laughs> you got kids too. Yeah, but they're a lot yeah. older now, twenties and yeah. teens, so I got I got worse headaches. <laughs> they quite for different yeah. things today. <laughs> yeah, I just figure, you know, everything else in my life has been a challenge, you know, so why not make kids a challenge and have them later in, in my life, you know. So That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> the band's blooming later, you know. The family's blooming later, so I'm just one big blooming onion over here. That's all right. Better late than never they say. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. But but going back to the music, especially like the on the Allen Land records, that's basically like a Magnus Carlson uh, product. Frontier Records loves to just throw things together and get people to sing on it, but it still has to interest you in a way to want to sing on it. You know, even though it's basically really done by somebody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the songwriting. I mean, you know, 
just because it ain't like in 20 minute opuses that I, you know, that the band, that Symphony X is doing, I, I can appreciate and see that these are good singer songwriter songs, you know. Yeah. And uh, and they're really geared and built towards the vocals and singing and harmonies and all this kind of stuff. And me and Yorn working together to do that kind of back and forth thing. And and you know, at first glance, I thought maybe I don't know, but as I heard the tunes and realized what it could, it could be, I was like, oh, well, this is great. Kind of a classic sound, a little bit here and there. And uh, but with that bombastic sort of sound that the Europeans are really into, you know, they really yeah. like that sound. So um, I could I could catch it totally, call it, I could hear it, uh, and uh, and uh, it's it's no big deal if it ain't my thing, you know. It becomes my thing anyway, because when I get the demos, you know, eventually I I just translate what he's got into what I'm doing, and I I spit back everything he threw at me, and bam, there it is. And then Yorn does the same thing, and there you go, you know. Now yeah. it's a song, so it's like, you know, yeah, I don't have to sweat the writing of every of everything, you know, but I can still uh, come in and if I feel something different or feel I could take the song to a different place or something, I'll, I'll do that. But most of the stuff that Magnus got is right on point, you know. Yeah, Magnus so is really a great don't... guitar player and an amazing yeah. songwriter. Yeah, he's a great songwriter, and I like his, uh, you know, little melodic structuring. Really nice. Yeah, I know you're going to be busy again this year because Symphony X is about to come out with the first new record in about four or five years, and everybody's looking forward to that. Is that going to be Iconoclast? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty pretty sick, dude. I, I got to say, I, I'm like, I don't know how we do it, to be honest with you. We were like working backward. We, we should have made all these records when we were young, and then like, you know, you get like, so it's like, you know, we're like a fine wine, right? You know, so the older yeah. we get, you know, you pop that cork and it just gets better and better. Yeah. At some point, the wine's gonna go bad, but you know, you know, knock on freaking wood, it's uh, not it's, yet. It's pretty good right now, yeah. You know, I just you know, I feel like I feel like we've we kind of got to a point where we're really writing good songs now, and you know, we're really doing more of that uh, um, song sort of stuff where it's the choruses are all strong and this, the verses are really there, and it's not that they weren't in the past or nothing. Don't get me wrong, but just a little more, you know, refined and maturity to you know, approach to things, but with a with a with a more intense, you know, musical representation of these songs, like heavier riffs and more intensity in the drumming and just just more of what of what is good in metal and what we do, you know. So and the sound, of course, is uh, is a is a step above a small step above the last record. Um, Deeper in the mix, bigger sound, um, and and the riffs are just uh, insane, man. You know, so it's like Romeo just sits there and for like a you know a, a good amount of time, and and it's it's worth it. It's like you know let the chef you know cook yeah, up the sauce, you know, yeah. and and we'll throw in the, the pasta and the seasoning when he's done with it. But boy, what you know, the meatballs in this one, brother, are just you know. They're meeting. <laughs> you got you got me excited. I can't, I can't wait to hear. I mean, you guys. Yeah. I mean, for like the last few hours, you guys have taken on some pretty heady subjects and put these big conceptual albums together. Is that like a challenge trying to, the, you know, take an entire yeah. story from somewhere and and break it down into songs? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We we don't we don't necessarily I I uh, we don't necessarily have um. Well, how can I say? I got like a story every time, you know. Like we don't have a story every song. 
or every excuse me every record. But we kind of fell into this thing where it's like, what's well, really it makes it because the lyrics are tough and and the themes are really intense. And so, it's, how are we gonna do it? Well, at least if we have a theme for the album, it helps. Yeah. So, so then it's like, okay, Iconoclast, okay, this uh, this sort of you know takeover of technology that we're seeing in our everyday lives to, to the point where we're gonna rely on it. it's the classic Terminator scenario, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so okay, you work the Terminator thing in with this genetic kind of stuff and the Internet, how people are so disconnected but connected in a way and all these sort of strange things that are that we're experiencing right now in our evolution. And, and there you go, you know, there's the theme. So every song deals with uh, different aspects of, um, of our growth to this point as a, as a civilization. But you know, it's not necessarily a journey through one person's eyes. I mean, it could have been, but God, that would forget it. You wouldn't have got it for another five years, you know. Yeah, so. and, and it's true. What you <laughs> yeah. were saying, like with all this technology today, we have like, we can like get in touch with somebody instantaneously. Yet there's no more, there's no more social interaction between people the old way anymore. It's it's, it's pretty much gone. Picking up the phone or calling somebody or everything's well, on the, the computer now. Yeah, I, I got friends and you know, musician guys and stuff that they don't even talk to you. They just want to do a text or an email. That's all they do. Yeah. You know. So it's like that's how they communicate, and that's how it is now. So you know, I mean, uh, and and that's that's cool and all. The problem is is when it gets to the point where like this Twitter stuff and everything and Facebook and. You know, look at the biggest movie. It's nominated, you know, for the Oscars and all this other stuff, you know, yeah. social networking. Mean, yeah, it's true. We wrote this Iconoclast stuff, you know, two years ago. Start with this, all this garbage, but, uh, you know, it's becoming so pop culture ingrained because, you know, because of the, of the success of Facebook and stuff like this. And, you know, you put – the problem is the, the, the trappings of all the technology are, you know, hey, I can put my stuff up there and I'll be cool and everything. But in 10 years – you don't realize the implications of putting up them photos and what it could mean for you trying to get a job, let's say, as a cop or a teacher or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, if, if you're going that route in your life or something, or if you want to get, you know, if you're always dreamt about being an astronaut as a kid, and then they look at those photos and stuff and they could see your background and bam, you know, you're, you're out, kid. Sorry. It's you know? true. And, and that's the stuff they don't. That's the dangers of it, you know. Like uh, there's so many, you know, horror stories out there that we don't hear about in the news that's been going down. We hear the big ones, you know. You but there's, little, there's a lot now. of that. There's a lot of that crap out there that that they don't want you to know because uh, you know people they, they 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 want this thing to continue and they want to be interconnected and have a tracking thing where Big Brother knows what you're doing, knows what you're into, knows what you're watching, you know. Yeah. Good. It's amazing. Everybody's yeah. got the right. Everybody's got their eye on us. I remember my father telling me a story. Uh, I was in his house one day, and I'm looking at our name, and I see, like, all these old things, like, from my grandfather and great-grandfather. Every name was, of our family was a little bit different, spelled differently. I said, what, what are all these different names on there? I said, what, you know, I thought our name was, like, Petrocola. He says, well, you right. know, your grandfather got arrested, so he changed the one letter so they could get a new driver's license. Your great-grandfather got caught doing something. He changed it. And back then, all they did was go down and just change a letter on their name, and nobody knew who they were. They kept going on. Today, everything is documented. Right. It's incredible. Yeah, everything Absolutely. you do, everything, everywhere you go. I mean, just the homeland security thing. I mean, we've had, we've, we've sort of had to give up a little bit of that uh, anonymous. Uh, yeah. Uh, liberty, I guess that's the big thing on everyone's lips these days, and 
I mean, unfortunately, that that just comes with the territory in this day and age. You know, I know. After, obviously, after after 9/11, and yeah, boy, I tell you, what a that that affected everybody and, and us too uh, directly because we had had a scheduled tour with Sabotage back then before Trans Siberian wow. took off and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, we were going to do this big European tour with them, and they were still they were still got they're pretty big over there, you know. And boom, that goes down, and you know, no one no one wants to go anywhere. So yeah, it affected everything. You know, it's like sure. everything's like okay, family. You know, everybody kind of shut down. Everything shut down. And uh, and that's uh, that's and and since that time, that's what's been going on. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it's ever going to change. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it would, but uh, I don't know what's going to take. I mean, there's so much unrest right now. now we got the same problem going on right now. I mean, we, we're looking at uh, this. We our first time playing in Africa, right? Okay. And we're going to Tunisia, and. Uh, Tunisia, and then boom, Tunisia erupts in social upheaval, and so now we're just like, oh man, you know, here we go again, you know. So it's just, you know, it sucks because we want to go make music and you know have, give everybody a good time, and you know they're going through all these changes, and I don't know what's going to happen over there now because it's it's just it's just they they've no one's talking about this food sh- shortage that's going on, and now with yeah, the storm hitting hitting the Midwest and 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 all this stuff. Uh, this all affects the global, you know, food output and food prices sure. here remain low, reasonably low, you know, because we produce the product here, you know, we grow the most food here, you know, for ourselves and we export to the rest of the world. When when we have trouble exporting, our inventories are down, those prices go through the roof and those economies over there under those dictatorships that have a huge separation between the, the, the lower class and the upper class, there's the middle class. Now it's starting to really become a major social problem over there, and you see it. You know, it's on CNN now, like every night. You know, and every other Arab country over there, or whatever, in Middle Eastern countries, like scrambling to to not let this overflow into their countries. But they're all feeling the heat, man. Exactly, you know? they're all right so, on top of each other. There, sure. I yeah, know. you know, and you know what? Shit comes around, brother. You know. Definitely. You want to you want to fly a couple planes over into our our shit, and, and well, you guys are starving now, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you know, sure. yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we didn't plan it that way, but you know, shit comes around, you know. So I feel I feel really bad for those for the families over there that just want a decent life, and you know, that's all anybody wants. But all this other crap gets in the way, you know. And, and the internet, I don't know, it, you know, to, in our point of view, it's a, it's kind of a, a it's totally a double edged sword, man. You know, yeah, we all, Symphony X always does the good and evil thing. Get back to the band. And the music, so we always kind of looking for that thing, and and now it's you know it's easy, it's right in front of your face, you know. Everyone's talking about 2012, everyone's talking about you know, yeah, all, you know all this good and evil crap, and, and it's just perfect for us. So we've had a good time bringing in all of this stuff and you know turning it into tunes. That that sounds fantastic, man. You know, it's, I, I can't wait for this album to come out, and, and you've been in the business long enough now to have seen the changes from the first record till now on the business end of it. What do you think is like the worst part that of everything that's gone on in the world, with the, at least in the music business, anyway? Well, I, everybody villainizes the record companies. Um, 
because of the of the of the early days in the fifties and sixties and, and you hear all the horror stories, you know, back from that era, you know. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's good guys and there's bad guys in the business, but uh all in all, they're really struggling and, and it and it's a shame because, you know, people who have a talent in, in they can't play an instrument maybe, but they have talent in, in hearing, you know, what can what can sell helping an artist out? I'm I'm basically talking more or less with the A and R people, you know. Yeah, yeah. These these are the people that are the heart and soul of a label, and uh, and as an artist, you know, you really become endeared to them and you become friendly with them, and and it's a shame when they're struggling, you know, because they're like your help, they're your go-to. If you're how you know, as an artist, it's like well, you, you know, I I. I it's not like we've ever worked with an A&R person in the band so much, uh, you know, as closely as, you know, just to get involved in the, in the songs and the writing process. And, but in production and, and talking about what songs we could push and just kind of having that extra, you know, sixth member guy or something to kind of go to and be like, you know, where, what do you hear here and where, where could we go with this, you know? Sure. It's nice to have that sort of outlet when, you know, as the labels are slowly disappearing, uh, it's it's becomes frightening, I think, for the artists. Uh, some artists are embracing it. I think that's cool. I I would love to just throw my stuff out there too and see what happens and stuff. I know people have been succeeding with the you know viral marketing and and you know there's all that good stuff that's on the internet for us as artists and the business side of it, you know. But I think uh, it, it's tough for labels right now. That's the only thing that concerns me. I, I really don't want to see them disappear. I, I think. Uh, I think they're they're necessity. They're they're something that uh, that an artist needs to help facilitate success. And and the big guys will never go anywhere, of course. But the indie guys were always the ones that like bands like us came out on. You know, we we got our yeah. start through indie labels taking that chance on a genre of music that wasn't so popular at the time. You know. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of. You know, and the labels that we started out with aren't really around anymore. You know, so in, in the same capacity that they yeah, were when we started. So it's tough. You know, it's it's uh, that's where I feel a little sad for those guys, those indie guys, because I'm an independent spirited person myself, and I just love that that independent spirit. And uh, you know, it's kind of a shame to see those guys kind of take a huge hit. You know, it's the American way. They lay a lot on the line uh, for everybody, and unfortunately, they're the first ones to get hit hard and. And, and take the loss and the beating on it. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, I, it was funny. The Axman guys, I was watching the History Channel, big History Channel dude. Yeah. Know, I love that stuff. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm watching the show, and uh, and uh, he, uh, the one guy was saying, you know, oh, or not, it wasn't Axman, it was the gold, that new show, the gold uh, digging guy. Uh, gold Rush, Alaska. Gold yeah, Rush, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy quote the quote on the on the trailer or whatever is like, uh, hey, can't a guy take a risk at all in America anymore? You know, like, and that's yeah. funny because you mentioned that. And that's so true. That's that is that spirit. You know, like, we were founded on that whole spirit of you know going for it and really taking it to the top and really taking it all the way and you know damn damn the hell the consequences. I got to do this. You know, definitely. And, uh, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I and, hope and they I find think, gold because I only got three episodes left. Yeah. Just spending all the time fixing that broken down shaker. They got to get out there and start finding some gold. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm gonna start digging my backyard, and you know, <laughs> and if, if that's the case, yeah, hell, man. that's a good show. 
Uh, you know yeah. what? So I'm not going to keep because I know you're busy. You got your family you're looking to take care. Of, but I, I do appreciate you taking the time out today to talk to me. And the best of luck with the new Symphony X record. I'm going to see you at the Best Buy Theater in April. I'll be there. Great, Mike. Cool, brother. Talk to you then. Thank you, Russell. Take care. Have a great day, buddy. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, there you go. That was Russell Allen from Symphony X. He's also got an album out there with uh, You On Land on the On Land Project. It's the third one in that section. And there was a song off the album called The Damnation Game, and that was the name of the song also. Hey, T, did I lose you there? No, no, I'm here. All right, you were hanging in there. Yeah, it was, in, it was a nice interview. Yeah, once we got the kid to stop crying in the beginning, we were all right. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. I guess you edited a lot of it out, right? Uh, I tried to, but, you know, yeah. if no, I get in the minimal. beginning or at the end, it's easy, but, like, in the middle... Minimal. Once you put him in the closet, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he was calling it from his home in New Jersey, so... uh, Very nice, man. God, you know, good luck to him, man, because, like he said, um, you know, these guys kept it going when um, this genre of music, where, you know, I hate to use that French word, but it fits, um, wasn't really acceptable until, like, Ingve, you know, really, you know... Yeah. Had like a comeback, so to speak. Yeah. You know, because Ingve was popular, so it's you know. But then there was that whole grunge shit, and Ingve, you know, or everybody like that. Even Satriani, I guess, was the first one to really start. I guess there was underground with Ingve. He had albums every now and then. Steve Vai was real popular, you know, with the uh, elitist type uh, guitar players. Because I'm a guitar player and musician. I, I mean, musician uh, at the time. We were just like, you know, all right, you know, this Nirvana stuff, it's fun, you know, it's cool. You know, you're at a strip joint, I'd rather hear Nirvana than, you know, uh, you know, pump it up, pump the jams and all that yeah. crap. You know, so it was all right, you know, to, to, you know, the, the the grunge shit. But where was the musicianship, you know? And um, these guys kept it going, you know, and I, my hat's off to them, and I don't wear a hat. You know, That's so. right. <laughs> no, but you're very true. The '90s were a rough time for music, you know, yeah. for all kind of music. Anybody these guys like trudged talent. through it and yeah. kept putting out records. So God bless them. They got a new record coming out, Iconoclast, this spring. Uh, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, they're going to be at the Best Buy Theater now. I think it was the Nicoya Theater before. Or was it the Nicoya Theater? The uh, Best Buy used to be um, the Nicoya, right? I don't know if it was that. Maybe. Maybe that was an older name. What was it right before Best Buy? Um, I thought that I thought that's what it was, but who the hell knows? They keep changing. No, Nokia used to be Nokia. Yeah. It was Nokia. Yeah, what you said that. Say? Nokia. Oh, okay. It sounded sound like you said something else. Okay, I probably did. <laughs> no, they're gonna be playing there in April, so if you here, go check them out. You said Nokia. 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 Okay. Well, I don't okay know that might be the Japanese. It's a it's a cell phone. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing there yeah, in New York yeah. and all over the country. It's a cell phone, but they bought a freaking theater. No, but they now bought, a theater. bought it. You know. <laughs> Next week it'll be the Home Depot theater. That's know? right, the Home the Home Depot movie theater. Hey, the Home Depot be... out here, uh, the, the end town. His father and son went in there the other day to go return, <clears throat> excuse me, some electrical wire. Yeah. And they refused to take it back. Oh my god. And you know, it, it doesn't say anything on the receipt that you can't return. You know, certain products. Was it so, cut to a specific No, no, no. Line? They bought like a reel. You know, they bought oh. like a, you know, the whole right. roll, like you know, right. the, right. the pre the pre wrap package. You know. Right, right. And they, they wouldn't return it. Wow. And the the, the the cashier got upset with them. I guess they were arguing about it. The cashier went and knocked the father out. I mean, the guy had to be in the sixties. Cool. She punched him in the nose, broke his nose, gave him a concussion, knocked him out cold. Oh man. Yeah. So much for customer service these days. I mean, that's why you got to shop at Lowe's. So get it at Home Depot, go to Lowe's. I don't understand why a cashier would even bother getting excited. Just call the manager. It's what he gets. To, he he gets pay pays to deal with this shit. Exactly, but wow. that's just the way things are going. Things are getting really bad out here. <laughs> Nobody's getting any patience anymore. Everybody's oh. upset. I got to move out to California. I got to go back to California. 
Everybody's laid back and relaxed out there. Nobody cares about anything. Sometimes That's a little too laid back. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that, but I can live with it. If I get any more laid back, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be have one foot in the grave. So I'm fine with it. But we got one more interview to do tonight. We have a uh, some people that are listening for the first time. Like 95% of the interviews on the show are always live, and they're done live. The guests calling live, but sometimes you get a few guests that just can't do it. And it happened that I had these two done already. So I think I get them on today. Because we didn't have anybody live set up for this week. But next Sunday night, we have Bruce Corbett from Rigor Mortis and Ward Beast. He's going to be calling in. And an interview with Cy Keeler from Monster Lord. And we got a great, uh, we got a great March lined up already. But I, uh, most of the guests have already been picked and set up. So uh, we have Eric Broth from Indestructible Noise Command. Uh, Pat Burns from Dead to Rish calling in the beginning of March. Uh, the weekend after that, we got Michael Sweet from Striper. Uh, I know we're going to the city to interview the guys for free reign next week. So maybe we'll... Uh, We'll put that in one of the shows that we haven't had anything set up on. Right. And uh, I just hooked up with FNA Records. They're doing a lot of hours by some great 80s artists. So we're going to get a few of those bands on, Rock City Angel. And uh, I'm waiting for him to confirm the other one or two that he wants to put on. Uh, Tokyo Blade, Andy Bolt is going to be calling back in again to talk about the new record. So keep your eyes out here on the website. And as the weeks go by, I'll have everything posted up for you for March. But we got Veronica Friedman from Benedictum in a little bit. How about we get on one more song and uh, maybe one or two more songs, then we'll uh, get that interview on because just had a long one there, right? You got it. All right. Well, this is a band called Tyanada. Came out of Phoenix, Arizona in the mid-'80s. I was a big fan of these guys back in the day, and I still am today. Uh, they're not together, but maybe, you know, things keep changing. This is off the Living in Pain record from 1989. Let me see. i got two songs lined up. Which one you want to hear? Give me the title. <laughs> right, Give me the title. <laughs> That's not on there, but it's a song called Dead Strike.
There you go. That was Pioneer. We're going to get the interview going in a few minutes, so I'm going to go right into some great New York metal. This is an unsigned band back in the day, a group called Deathlight. Here's a song called Journey for Life. <laughs>
right, that was Death Slay. I used to like them. The female front, the metal back in the 80s. Some good stuff there. Yeah. And I didn't even realize I was going to play an interview with another female front that band just kind of went together, you know? Look at that. Look. How do you like that? They had two demo tapes. I, uh, both of them came out in 84. Uh, one was Cry of the Swords. The other one was just, you know, the second tape from 1984. Uh, but that song appeared on a, a compilation called New York Metal. I don't know if you remember that. New York Metal 84? Yeah. They had like the girl and the, the girl and the guy in the cover with the guitar or something. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of good bands were on there from uh, from the New York area, and they were one of them. And you know, not much ever came out of them. That was Susan Hodge who fronted the band. I think her boyfriend, the husband at the time, Johnny Hodge, was also on guitar. And uh, they went on the form of a band called Helicon, which is another really good band, and a band called Mask. It kind of continued like that uh, that sound throughout them. Actually, the whole band actually went into Helicon, so I don't know why they why they changed their name, you know. But uh, some good stuff over there, so uh, go check out that. You can't buy that album anyway. You have to go look on the internet and like download it somewhere. It's not in print. I don't think it ever came on a CD either. Those were in the old vinyl days. Wow. All right, so how about we do one more song, and then uh, uh, do an interview with Veronica Freeman from Benedictum. There's a band called Warrior. I was listening to uh, some Crocus the other day. I know Mark Starachi, he actually joined Warrior uh, towards the end on their last record, and he performed on it. But uh, we're going to get something on off the early album called Fighting for the Earth. And uh, I know these guys are working on something new, so I'm going to try to reach out for them and get them on. So here's some Warrior, Fighting for the Earth, and then we're going to go right into our interview with uh, Benedictum. So sit back and enjoy. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Hi, Veronica, you there? <laughs> I'm here. Oh, great. How are you? <laughs> that <right>. was new. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. It sounds like you're having a good time over there. Yeah. Well, I'm la- laughing at the heavy breathing. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm I don't, all even, I don't hear that. Oh, I'm, I'm using Skype. Uh, maybe there's a, a third party on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like, what's going on? Oh, oh no. maybe he's down to a sex line. It could, it could have been a stalker. I, I thought, I'm like, what's up with that? And I'm like, hello? <laughs> hello? Oh, my God. Uh, I must have been like the humming of something in the background. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it was like total heavy breathing. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what's going on over um, there. That'll make <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even hear that. Oh, my God. Well, I thought that was you just, I'm, I'm, just messing with me, so I was like, okay. And then I sat and listened to no. it for a while. I'm like, hello. No. I, I had some music on the background. I was intrigued. <laughs> oh, so am I now. I can't wait to hear the playback. <laughs> well, talk to me, my friend. Oh, so how is everything going? Everything's going well. I'm very glad to talk to you. Uh, you too. I've been a big fan of you guys for a couple of years now, and I'm excited that after three years, we're getting a brand new album. Right on. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, two, three years, I think, since uh, Seasons of Tragedy came out. And Years, Dominion way too long. My big one. Huh? Yeah. I think Dominion is going to be the big one for you guys. I you think, think this is going to take you to the next level. Do you really think so? I I definitely think so. You guys just keep up in the ante, you know, album after album. Oh wow! Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No. Oh, wow. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. All right, it works for me. Well, then keep spreading that's the word. Good. Then. Then how come I didn't we hear intend- from you on the first two albums? Uh, because you weren't on Frontier Records. Oh, okay. Well, that works for me. Fair enough. A lot of was very difficult to get through to and uh, make contact with. Really? I'm interested, I'm yeah. interested in hearing this kind of stuff because I was wondering, and you know, you find some people that know and some people that never heard of us, and I've always kind of wondered why. Well, I'm, I'm very happy we're on Frontiers. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Frontiers, they're great because they really do push their artists and they, they try to help them out with as much as they can. Locomotive, I, I can't tell you how many emails are sent out and you never get a response back. And that, you know, yeah. a lot of bands don't realize it and it, it and it affects them in the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I kind of know what's going on for a little bit, but wasn't much I can do about it. So, you know what? A new day, a new album. Let's just move forward. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Now let's talk about the new record. Uh, how did everything go with the, with the music on this album? I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet this morning. It's early over in California, right? Uh, Actually, I'm in Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Unseasonably cold. So this is kind of nice. I'm enjoying it. But I'm sorry. What was the question again? (laughs) Uh, The new album, Dominion. (laughs) It's okay. How are the songs on the new record compared to the last two? Well, you tell me. That's for you to tell me. You listen to it. I what think do you it's think? a great expression from the last two albums. The songs have gotten bigger. They've become more symphonic and, and, and expressive than in the last two albums. But not taking away from them, I think you did a great job on it. 
Thank you. And I really did mean to ask you that question because I have gotten a lot of different opinions on it. For me, because of the way that it kind of developed over a long period of time, it wasn't the – it it was just a different process this time. And then the different producer and everything, too. So it was down to the last – I mean, things were changing up until the very end. So to me, this is still a relatively new album, just hearing it myself. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, you yeah. we had been sitting with the music for a while or and all that kind of stuff. So this is a different experience for me, too. I, I see some of the differences. I'm surprised at some of the, the comments, you know, about some people think it's a very big departure and, and you know, others just a small departure. It, it kind of varies uh, across the board what people think, so I'm very curious about that. It wasn't like we came out and intended to, we're going to change the way we sound. It was just a natural progression, different influences from different band members, a different producer. And I think I have a lot more pent-up anger <laughs> than I did on the previous <laughs> two. <laughs> uh, so. But you worked with Ryan Green on, on, on this album. Yes, sir. Yeah, Ryan has done a lot of work with, with – I know he's worked with Megadeth before and, and a few other right. bands. That's out in Arizona where you are right now. Uh, exactly. That's so where we started the recording. That was really cool. It, it was a different experience, obviously, a different person, different experience. But the cool thing is that he, he is a very, very likable, fun person. And I think that we spent a lot of time in that in the studio, you know, chatting up, and, and I learned so much from him, and, and I just love him to death. The band just thinks he's great. And he did a really good job. There, there were some things that were, were a little scary for me and, and, and different. But sometimes different is good. Definitely, and like you know, when you when you're in the uh, when you're in the rehearsal and you're writing the music and putting the songs together, and you have it set one way, and then you go into a studio, and you have somebody else telling you, well, let's change this, let's move that, let's do this. Does that get really frustrating? Because in your mind, you know, you feel it should be one way, and they're trying to get you to do it a different way. It can be, but I'll have to say, in all honesty, for me, that. All, on all three albums, I was very blessed to, to not have to have a whole lot of change, or if there was change, it was like, you know what, you're absolutely right. We didn't have to pull teeth or or, or have too many arguments. We butted heads a few times about a few things, but I have to admit that Ryan was very, very open-minded to the ideas that I had and to other people's ideas as well. And the ideas he came up with, you know, I felt like, you know what, you're you're right. Let's do this instead. And there was a lot of changing up until, you know, <laughs> up until the very end, especially on my end. And there were different things I wanted to do. I would literally, on the way to the studio, would come up with a different way to do something, and then we would collaborate on how we want to make that happen. Or he would have had uh, something different that he had in mind. And so that part was actually rather exciting because you, you get to – Stretch yourself a little bit and keep an open mind to how something can be a little different. Sure, and then when you hear the final product, I guess you're always surprised at the outcome because it probably sounds a lot different than when you first go in and record. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially, I would have to say, especially on this album because of, of the way that we went about the writing process. So they started out, we, we started off with a lot, um, with them being a lot less polished or complete as we had previously so the, okay. a lot of building was done in studio and a lot of changes happened there so 
that was a different thing. It's okay. It's on Fonte's dime, hopefully. Let them uh, put the bill for the extra time. <laughs> oh, no, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Let me set something straight. They've been very good. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've had to, you know, we're all like sitting on the corner begging now. <laughs> <laughs> we have put a lot of ourselves into this, too, and our money, too. <laughs> of course, I know. It's, it's, it's a you know, that's, uh, just, that's just the way it goes. That's just how it is. I know. Welcome to the music business. I know. It's a different business model today in the record business compared to, you know, 20-something years ago. It's uh, it's actually going back to, like, the do-it-yourself method bands did when they were younger and getting started, you know? Exactly. It is. It's come full circle with that. You have to really be, unless you're on, unless you're Lady Gaga or something, you know, you've got to be willing yeah. to do the work, too. And I'm very, very blessed to have Frontiers and people that I just feel are have integrity and and are really working in our corner to, to make stuff happen. So, so far, so good. And But you you got to do your end, too. you got to work, too. I know. It, it's not easy, especially here in America. For some reason, you know, the, the people, they don't come out to the shows as much as they used to. The whole record buying thing is just all out of whack with the downloading and everything else. It's not like in Europe. And I know you got a great following overseas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will translate to America this time around. That's that is the one thing I know we're hoping for. Um, you know, we want to get out there and play. I was just talking to someone else. You know, it's, we love going to Europe, obviously, and we love playing for our fans over there. But there is that little something about being on your home turf and getting love from, yeah. for, from your peeps. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> and I know. we miss that. You know, we, we would really like to play more stuff here in the States this time around, and hopefully that will help happen with this album. I, I hope so. It would be great for you to get I think because, like, in Europe, if you play one place, they'll come from all over to see you play. We're here in America. If you come to New York, there's five boroughs, there's upstate, there's Long Island. People want you to come, like, basically to the house next door to them to play. They <laughs> travel, like, a half hour or an hour because they feel like you should hit, like, every town. And, it, and I think that affects a lot of the turnout. It shows you. Okay, well, you're teaching me something. <laughs> yeah, I don't wow. know. I mean, in, in New York City, we have five boroughs, but each, each right. borough is only like maybe 15, 20 minutes from each other. But right, they, right. they want you to play Brooklyn. If you're in Manhattan, they won't go. It's, and, and I don't know if it's like that throughout the rest of the United States, but we're getting real lazy here in New York City. Well, you better you better get up in shape, son. <laughs> uh, I, I believe when you come to New York, I'll be here. Don't worry. Okay, that works for me. Yeah. I'll be there front and center. I'm waiting. You promise? I promise. I'm going to so, hold you to it. Okay. You don't have, I'll, I'll, I'll be right up there. You don't worry. I'm dying to see you guys here. Oh, God. I, we're dying to be there. That's, you know, yeah. Hopefully it'll ah, happen this time. frustrating, but I'm telling you, yeah, I, we would love to. We want to get out and play, and we want to play some dates, you know. And, and I've been talking to people about it for I don't know how long now, so we want to get over there and play for you. So if you promise me you'll be front and center, we'll make something happen. Uh, we'll be there, and I'll keep promoting it on the show when that time comes. Thank you. And we'll get to hear some new stuff, too. And, and talking about the new record, uh, who do you have playing on it? You've always had some, you know, uh, guest stars over there, Jimmy Bain, Jeff Peterson, Craig Goldie. Anybody on this yeah. new one? Uh-huh. Uh, of course, we, we're we getting quite traditional here. We have our uh, Jeff Pilson again. There was no way I was not going to have him have some sort of involvement. So he's on a bonus acoustic track. Craig Goldie, again, graced us with his presence on the song Epsilon. He's the second solo. 
And Rudy Sarzo was kind enough to loan us his talent on the song called Bang. Wow. Rudy's yeah. a great guy. Isn't he? He's awesome. He's a great guy. Really good people. Really nice man. I agree. You know, I know you're big deal fans. You had the deal band uh, long before Benedictum. And, and you've kind of kept that, like, uh, incorporated into your music over the years with different people that have worked and played with, you know, Ronnie and Sabbath. You know, that, yes. That, I, in retrospect, I see that, and, and that's an obvious fact, but it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go out. Literally, that is just, you know, with the connection with Craig, and then Craig introduced me to Jeff Pilson, and then it just kind of, you know, and then during the first album, it was like, you know what, let me give Jimmy a call. I was like, this is so cool. We call, I could yeah. call it the series of, of very uh, fortunate events, because that just <laughs> all seemed to fall into place. You know what I mean? It was like, this is yeah. This is the bomb. I mean, it was almost unbelievable at the time. So that having that thread is is really cool, especially when I was, you know, we're all such big fans and everything. It's got to be great. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't planned that way. It just worked out that way, and that's got to be really yeah. cool when you look at like all the people you've gotten to work with over the years. And Jeff Pillar, he's really kind of been involved with guys from the beginning. Right. I mean, yeah. I I can't even tell you how grateful we are for that. I know that there's. There's a lot of pans out there, and, you know, I could sit and whine about stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful to be able to do, to be able to talk to you, to be able to, you know, reach out to some fans and be able to do what I love to do. So, I mean, the whole band feels that way. Uh, yeah, that's a great thing. Wait, no, one second. I found a, I found a heavy breather. I was connected to somebody else on Skype, and I'm hearing him now, and I'm just going to disconnect him. Now I know who it is. Okay. I must have been talking to somebody. I didn't hang up. Okay. Now I know what it is. I won't mention his name, but I'll get him after the show. I won't mention his name, but now you know I'm not crazy, because when I called in, it no. says, you know, press one. So I pressed one, and all I get is... <laughs> And I'm like, oh, so this guy's like a comedian <laughs> over here. So then I'm waiting and waiting, and then uh, all I hear is, <sighs> and it was I just like. Check the person I had on before you. That's what it was. And he must have been walking around his house or whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. and, the and I'm like, hello. And then you didn't say anything. I go, okay. So then I thought maybe it was recorded, and that was like your little hold music or something, which would have been a brilliant idea. And then I said, hello again. And then I thought, these people are a bunch of freaks. <laughs> I'm hanging up. That's but I'm so glad joke. you came to the phone. So then I thought you were mad. I thought you were joking with me. No, it took a little while for your number to pop up on our switchboard before I realized it. But when you were waiting, I must have not disconnected <laughs> the other guy. And, but that's okay. He's off now, so I don't have to worry about him. But you talk about okay, like so with now Jeff you know Justin. I wasn't lying. <laughs> no, no, I believe. Honey. I, I believe. I just didn't hear it at first, but I caught it now. Uh-huh. Okay, so now um, you know. Now I know you're, you're not crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, well, I don't know about that, but at least I wasn't, you know, imagining that particular incident. Yeah, no, not at all. But you were going back to, like, talking about Jeff Peels before, and that he's kind of been with you guys from the beginning. How mm -hmm. hard is it, like, to, to break out on your own without any help or in, in the business today just to get noticed? There's so, such a gluttony of bands. How do you make yourself stand out today? I ha Can I be completely honest? Completely gut-wrenching honest. We've just been very fortunate. And and I don't lose sight of that. And that's why I don't want to sound like, oh, oh, oh humble and everything. But, damn it, we are very grateful for that. There are a lot of bands out there. And it just 
at, especially at the very beginning, there were just really cool things that fell, fell into place. We're not, I'll speak for myself, I, <laughs> I have had to get up to speed with everything like Facebook and get our you know website kind of was dormant for a while and so we've changed all that around and, and and I'm continually open to learning new ways to promote yourself I mean the best thing you can do now as a band is just you know just keep at it and do the best you can to get your stuff out there there are a lot of venues I mean especially with the internet to, and vehicles to get your music out there, but there's just a lot of stuff out there. And A, start off with what you believe to be a quality product. B, be ready for not everybody to like what you do. <laughs> but, you know, and C, be consistent with it and, and do the best you can. And it is always good to glean information from those who have gone before. If you can make some sort of connection with somebody in the business that you can trust, quote unquote. And uh yeah, that you know what I mean? And that's not always yeah. easy to do. But go for people who have gone before you that have been through it and, and get the information. That's why it was such a blessing to have, you know, Craig and, and people around us that I knew but who had also been through it, the good and the bad. Yeah, you you hear so often so many times from bands like you know, that that have broken up already because of management problems. You know, problems in the studio with the recording, it gets to be really, I can imagine how stressful it is going into the studio and trying to perform and put out the best product you can with a lot of other hands that have input in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then the management issue, if they don't really work for you, it, it's caused a lot of great bands to break up. And and, and that's, the, that's the shame part of it is I think, the business end sometimes. Right. And it is. And the other thing, and I've noticed this over the years with other bands, and I'm sure a lot of musicians out there will agree with me, and that is, yes, it's about the music, but it's also about the chemistry between the people making the music. And that's why you can see so-and-so, you know, super groups or all this kind of stuff. You can take five really stellar musicians, but if there's no chemistry between them and, or if they can't deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly between each other, it's not the longevity won't be there. And even if you have turnover, there still needs to be a core ethic within the band of, of what you want people to stand for within that band, what each member brings to the table. Because the other thing, too, is when you are together or if you're traveling or whatever, each person is representing that band. So if you have one person going off acting all crazy and, and you know, not representing you, people will look at that person and paint the rest of the band with that brush. So all those things are important that the members that you have not only have talent, but just have integrity and, and that you guys get along. True. Yeah, you got to be friends uh, to a certain point to do it. And, to a point. I mean, uh, at least be able to work together effectively. Exactly. Who's the hardest guy in the band to be with on a tour bus? <laughs> yeah, just say Okay. Who's the one guy who wish had his own? He could give him his own separate bus to travel on. Oh man, it's a double-edged sword. I'm gonna say Pete. <laughs> in the it's a double-edged sword. He's the one I want to have right next to me because he's so much fun and he's so funny and he's my best friend. Yeah. And he's the one that I wish had his own compartment because he snores and he snores so loud he <laughs> could feel the pain off the wall. And he can fall asleep anywhere, and it makes me mad. I'm a very light sleeper, obviously kind of high-strung, you know what I mean. So, 
and, and, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, eyes all wide open going, damn, you know, I wish I could get some sleep. And there were just times when, you know, I, I mean, it's a little Huh? I think that was Pete that called in earlier. It might have been just falling asleep and strong. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I haven't had a chance to tour, actually, with with Shrum or Mikey or Tony. I mean, we've done shows, but not the tour thing. I mean, with the, with the other lineup and stuff, yeah, we had some, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, other issues, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was I can imagine. That, but the snoring, I, I, I love Pete to death, but there's always that, you know, I know. Yeah. Pete is such an amazing guitar player, and I think he's so underrated. And I hope he Thank starts you. getting some attention he deserves with this album. Well, let me go there, if if you will. And I have to agree with you and don't have any qualms at all about saying how fantastic he is. Yeah, maybe I'm a little biased, but I have ears. I see, and I think on this album, he really, I, I, I think his performance was beyond stellar. And even Ryan had to admit, I mean, I sat there during a lot of the recording of, of, of his stuff, and then he had some days when I wasn't there, and Ryan would just rave about how, you know, he'd say, okay, we'll do it like this, okay. And it would just be done. It was, like, seamless in how easily he flowed through this stuff. And I would come in sometimes to the studio, and they'd play me what he had just done. Like, one of my favorite solos is the one for Shadowlands, I think. And it was just... I don't know, it kind of takes you somewhere, and that's just his playing yeah. just, it was fantastic. It is. I agree with you 100%. Uh, hopefully he'll get some more attention because he deserves it. Great Thank guitar you. player. Thank Anytime. you. So what do you have coming up uh, in, like, the immediate future? Are you guys going over to, to the U.K. for some shows or festivals? You know what? I am waiting. <laughs> don't let me get started. Let me calm down. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to hear what's going on, and I was uh, definitely hoping that by now I'd have a little more information. But, yes, the plan is to get to Europe and get some festivals. I just haven't heard back yet, so I'm chomping at the bit because I'd like to do that. And then, you know, I want to go ahead and, and give a shout-out to um, the people that are doing the, the Warrior Metal Festival here in Ohio, and that's coming up in June. And whether we get a chance to play it or not, I want to give them some love because they have been great supporters of Benedictum, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So they're they're pooling their resources to try to get us over there, and I'm just waiting back to see if we have any conflicting dates. And as soon as I find out, then, you know, but in, in any case, I want to uh, give Dottis and the people over there, you know, some love. Yeah, Dottis and his wife, they work hard putting on that show every year. Really, yes, really do. good people. I help promote that with them, and uh, it would be oh, great do. to have you guys. Yeah, I oh, always I do what amazing. I can on my end here, you know, just trying to promote the show for him. But okay. uh, he's a great guy and his wife. They put a lot of work into that every year. I can tell, and from the correspondence that I've had with them so far, I've just been blown away. And his whole, their whole mindset about how they feel about the music and everything really makes me want, want to do that. Like I said, I'm just waiting. I was supposed to get an answer today. But I'm hoping that I will find out whether or not we can commit to do that because that would be a lot of fun. And would you be front and center for that uh, one? Uh, what happened? Would you be front and center for that one? That's a little too far away from New York. That for me, that's Talk about, okay, weren't you just complaining about people not wanting to travel? Yeah, but I travel like an anymore? hour. That's, that's like a five-hour plane ride. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll cut you some slack there. 
<laughs> that's a little, I, I'll go like with the New Jersey, you know, uh, New England, right. Connecticut. Uh, two, three okay. hours by car. It's a long ride. Okay, that's fair because you know you got to step up. That works for me. Yeah, but I do I do what I can to help promote it on my end for him. Uh, you know, with the advertising and everything. So, mm-hmm. but he's a good guy. And he's a big fan of the music himself, so that's why he really puts so much into it because he's more of a fan than like a businessman with it, and he's just really great with it. Right. Right. And I hope that does work out for you. So nothing immediately, but we are going to see you guys somewhere this year, and hopefully it will be throughout America. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, Veronica, I can't thank you enough for calling in today. I know it's early where you are, but uh, go have another cup of coffee. I'm going to go find that stalker. <laughs> You've got to tell me who that was later on. <laughs> uh, I as somebody who listens to the show, they must have saw that I had it posted and they called in, and I probably never disconnected them after that. <laughs> you know, because I'm pre-recording it, you know, and they must have sort of thing up on it. my Facebook uh, page. Awesome. All right, baby. And well, I make sure that makes it to the interview. Want, yeah. Thank you so much, sweetie. I really, really appreciate this. Thank you, and the best of luck with the new album, and we're going to be Thank playing you. the hell out of this over here. I appreciate it, Mike. I really do. Thank right. you so much. Take care of yourself. Okay.
All right, that was perfect time. we got a couple of minutes left tonight. I want to thank Veronica Freeman of Benedictum and Russell Allen of Symphony X, and he's got the Allen Land Project going on. I wanted to get one or two more songs on tape, but I didn't realize that interview was as long as it was. So That was good. It was a very good interview. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're doing them sometimes, they pre-record them, you kind of forget how long they are. And then I edit them and upload, and I'm like, how long was that interview? <laughs> you know, you think you got enough time, but we got a pretty good amount of songs on today for having two two guests on, so how can you complain about that? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Well, we got a great show next week. Uh, everything's live. Today's uh, interviews were pre-recorded because they both couldn't make it, but uh, next week we got Bruce Corbett of Rigor Mortis and Warbeast calling in, and then Cy Keeler from Onslaught. The band's got a brand new record out called Sounds of Violence. Been around a long time, those guys. have reunited a few years back, so I'm looking forward to next week's show. And uh, this Thursday on the Metal Matinee, uh, we've been focusing on all kinds of uh, love this month uh, because, you know, it's Valentine's Day in February. But uh, the Academy Awards are next Sunday, so we're going to do the movie metal special and uh, probably all the heavy metal and hard rock songs that were featured in the soundtrack. You know, I try to find stuff that was, like, from, the you know, the same year, but that's kind of impossible to fill the whole show with. I'm telling you, man, you you belong on serious radio, man. You got you got more ideas than 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 any 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 radio station I've heard. I try, and some of them actually feel for it now, and I'm getting doing, upset. And you're just doing metal. That's right. And you're just I'm doing metal. I'm doing that. I mean, well, gee, you're amazing, kid. You're uh, really thank you. are amazing. There's a show. I think I can't remember the name of the station. I know actually, I know the name of it, but I don't want to say it because I don't like slagging anybody. Yeah. You know, but uh, I do the Wide World of Metal, like that's one of the metal matinee shows where, you yeah. know, you feature music from a country. Not that yeah. I invented it or did anything with it, yeah. but another one is doing the exact same thing. They just changed the title around a little bit, and they're, and actually doing the same countries that I'm doing, like after I do them. <laughs> so I just oh did Brazil God. last, and now they're doing Brazil. I have Spain that's up on the site, which is coming up in the week after next. Yeah. They've got Spain up on this for the next one. So I think that's a little fishy if you ask me. You have to promote. So how the hell, you know what I mean? Yeah, of tough. course. I just think, you know what, I, I shouldn't get upset. I should take it as, you know, I guess I see, you know, something going on here and they're going to copy it. But yeah, yeah. this is where you get it from. So that's next uh, Thursday. It's actually this Thursday at 1 o'clock on the Metal Matinee. It's movie metal. It's like got some great heavy metal and hard rock soundtracks. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks for hanging. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had fun. All right. I had a good time with you last night. I got to go upstairs. Uh, I got to go feed my cockatoo. <laughs> what about your camel? Uh, I got my camel and my cockatoo I got to take care of. That's an inside no, joke. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd be laughing all the way home last night. Yeah, we, we we just get one little one little thing and just make a night of it. <laughs> oh, my God. My wife's like, you're two five-year-olds. You're laughing about the way she keeps saying that. I'm like, <laughs> get home. But it was funny. <laughs> yeah. And she had a good sense of humor, too, so that was that was even yeah, funnier. Yeah, a nice kid, yeah. Yeah, she went along with it, so that was good. But I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Thanks again to Russell Allen and Veronica Freeman. Matter of fact, Benedictum's new record, Dominion, actually came out today in Europe, so go pick it up. It's available. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you all listening. All right, bro. You take care now. You got it, buddy. I'll talk to you this week. Take care. Good night, everyone. I'll see you Thursday at 1 o'clock. Take care.